everybody welcome back to wait hold up hey guys how's it going so obviously i'm jessica and i'm yarel and i'm really really uh hyped to get into this topic because i've talked about it plenty of times before but i feel like i can never talk about it enough so yarel take it away we can never talk about it enough (laughs) um i'm gonna start off with sharing an anecdote just when i was in college um I, you know, went to school in Miami. I was born and raised in LA, went to school in Miami and I get there and everybody was amazed when they were like, when I would tell them that I was Mexican, you know, or Mexican American, they thought I was everything else, Brazilian, uh, Armenian, uh, anything but Mexican. Cause the idea of, of what they had seen or what they had encountered with Mexicans in South Florida was completely different than what I look like. I was honestly appalled. I couldn't understand. And I didn't really comprehend that, you know, obviously we all come, we, I couldn't really see that. Oh, even in, within my own culture, we come in all shapes and sizes until I had one of these like way hold up moments in my life. And we're talking about when is it that, we or where where is that where's that box right and what goes in there of what is it to be a latina yes what does it take what's the definition right we're exploring the concept behind being latina enough latina enough like what is that idea to you that are listening to us right now because to me like with this moment it was that whole experience of like oh wait a minute I don't look I'm supposed to look a certain way these people would literally tell me oh it's because you're not short and dark mm. and wow. and um, and to their defense my family is from the northern part of Mexico which migration didn't happen uh would happen differently than in the south south part of Mexico it wasn't until I went to the southern part of Mexico that I'm like oh smack this is the Mexico that I've seen I've kind of talked about all my life and the Aztec culture and a lot of indigenous communities. That's not what I had seen growing up. Mm -hmm. So even then when I get these encounters from people that were like, Oh, wait a minute, you're not short and dark. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Like, how dare you? You know, like I'm as Mexican as can be. I'm from LA. What else do you, you know, (laughs) what can you say? So, I mean, I, I ask you, like, have you ever had a moment where you, where you're like, wait, Calm down. You're not. What are you, Latina? What you, my what? entire life. Really? So yeah. So background on me. I'm Puerto Rican. Grew. I uh, was born in the Bronx. Grew up in New Jersey. And my parents, their parents are from Puerto Rico. Both of them were born in New York. But it just happened. I, it, they could have been born in Puerto Rico. They're both the youngest. My mom's the youngest of nine. My dad's the youngest of seven. So six of my mom's siblings were born in Puerto Rico. The last three were born here. And and you know, I don't know how it worked out with my dad, but I know that he's the youngest of seven. So I don't know how many were born there and how many were born here. But so for them, they had these people who knew what life on the island was like, their siblings and what growing up in in New York was like. And so they grew up around a time in the 60s and 70s and when being Puerto Rican was not popping. Right. You were made fun of because of your accent if you spoke with one. And so they grew up Even around this. in New York, that's oh, right. You would think Yeah, that. no, completely. It's interesting because it's like 
we 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 forget about our own oppression. So like around the time that they were born or even a little bit before it was like the Irish and the Italian would then pick on the Puerto Ricans because the Puerto Ricans were now the new immigrants. Mm. And so, which I think is a, a lesson for everyone, right? Like, let's not forget that we've all have history of oppression and we shouldn't become the oppressors. But anywho, <laughs> side point. note. Good point. Um, so they grew up in that environment. And for them, my grandmother has lived in this country for over 40 years and she's never, she doesn't really know any English. So both of my parents speak Spanish fluently and they got married when they were super young and had my sister and I in their early 20s. So they were still growing up and what they knew was we just want to make sure our daughters speak English really well because we know the hardship that will come if they don't. And if they're speaking one language good and the other one or the, or two languages just okay. And right. so they really... It's like that juggle, right? Exactly. Like both languages trying to learn them at the same time. And so my Spanish was never... I would never... I've never been fluent. And I grew up in like the suburbs of New Jersey. And so in my adolescence, I was never confronted with it. I grew up in a super diverse high school. I was always super proud of that. But then when I went to college, I started getting involved in like Latino groups and I joined the Latina sorority and that was when I was confronted with my lack where I was lacking and that was that I couldn't join the social the social circles where everyone was speaking Spanish and I really just felt like I didn't fit in with the true Latinos on campus mm. the and that was when I first got confronted with like my lacking and then I Moved to Costa Rica after I graduated from college because I really wanted to learn Spanish and I want to be able to communicate with my grandmother. I'm like, yo, like, I know you have a thousand stories in there. I want to know them. And then I moved to Costa Rica and people were so confused by me. They did not know what to do with me. The Costa Ricans there were like, wait, you're a gringa, but you don't look like one. And I'm like, wait, I'm a gringa? You're like, no. No, I'm not. Because for me, a gringa is like a, like a blanquita from the States. So right. I was completely... So that was my identity crisis where I was like, I don't know where I belong. I don't know where I fit in. And ever since then, you know, I've it's weird because for the past like six years or so, I've worked in Latino media and I have felt the way that I've been held back because I don't speak Spanish. And so, yes, throughout my entire life, there has been some type of joke made at my expense, some type of oh, wait, you're, you're gringa or you're not. Oh, or like I worked at a school when I lived in Costa Rica and I was a gringa to them. But then when it came time to actually roll out advertisements to promote the English education program, I was the first teacher there. Three months later, this blonde girl with blue eyes arrived. They put her in all the advertisements on TV and in the newspapers. Oh, no. Because no. I looked too much like a tica, a Costa Rican yeah. girl. And I couldn't be in their ads because it would confuse people. So I was just like, y'all playing with me too much. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy, though? Because that has happened to me in the workplace. I mean, I said that that that, you know, that moment of of like, oh, wait a minute. What's happening to what does a Mexican look like? Right. Mm -hmm. Or what does a I mean, in York, he's like, what does a Puerto like a Puerto Rican uh, American girl look like? I mean, we have these parameters, I feel, too, like that society has set us to like that. This is Latina enough. This is, mm-hmm. They're loud and they're blonde and whatever. Or I mean, or they're not. They're loud and they're dark and all these things that we obviously know don't complete don't completely define us. Oh, for who sure. We are what we stand for. And this idea like, yeah, there's so many differences even within 
um, the Latino bracket, right? Like every country, yeah, we might, we might, we almost love rice and beans and we love, yeah, we we love music and we, whatever it is. But there's also so many other differences right. too that it's just insane. And at work, it's been happening with work, not at work right now, but just with work and with my career. It's always happened, funny enough, that I don't fit the Latina on television, the mm. newscaster profile. Like I don't fit the journal, the the presentadora de noticias, you know, blonde, tall. I don't know. That looks like an actress. I mean, I've just it's like, what do I am I going to like literally I've talked to people about this fascination that news directors have with women that are blonde for yeah. to be to tell to give you the news and just think about it That's like think about it if you think about it for a minute it's like wait who are all these women who i see or have watched in spanish news right they're they're they either change their hair to short hair and blonde or they they, they dye their hair blonde or they're going short like it's just and if they could they would go lighter skin <laughs> like they would bleach their skin Jeez. if they could they would get blue contacts like I don't know. It's it's as much as we, we want to fit into these ideas. I also feel like for me in that sense has always been like, well, I don't look to some people. I don't look Mexican enough to other people. I'm not, you know, in, in another industry, I'm not blonde enough or light enough to fit this profile. So it's like, what is, what, how, you know, why are all these parameters put on? Like, yeah, this these is the definition of, that, right. what, of who we are. And you're right. I mean, like we see these lists of things, right? Religion and uh, uh, language and, you know, all these other things that come with, oh, you, if, if you're, the idea like you're, you're Muslim, then you can't be like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh, you're, uh, you're dating uh, a white guy. Oh, you're not obviously Latina enough. Yeah, you can. Like all these things that we put as, as blocks for, for, this definition of who we are, you you put your own definition on it. You right. decide what it is that you stand for within within all these beautiful things that make up this community and make up our culture and all these things that we're freaking proud of. Right. Like own that shit. Right. Because it's a, it's a hard world out there, even for someone like myself that maybe I mean, you talk about language like I I've, I mean, growing up, my my dad My parents came to this country when they were um, older and they barely finished elementary school, I want to say, in, in Mexico. So they came from really small towns. And, you know, thankfully, both of my parents were always very adamant about school. You know, like, even though they were very they didn't know my dad would sit down with us and figure like literally figure math problems out or figure stories out, which I'm super thankful. And I remember my dad growing up, you know, you start. We, we learned Spanish at home. We, that's all we spoke as kids. When we started going to school and my dad's like, okay, you guys are going to go to school and obviously learn English. It was like, no, we don't. We don't want to. Right. And my dad's like, okay, that's, you're going to learn English in school, but you, but you're going to learn English in school. When my siblings started going to school um, and then we would come back and, you know, we would want, we wanted to say, we, we wanted to be cool. Yeah. You don't want to speak yeah. Spanish. Like I, to me, I remember I didn't want to speak Spanish. Because I, they were going to hear me as it is. I already look like this weird kid 
you know, nerdy, long hair, just weird looking. And now I'm speaking. It wasn't the cool thing to do. And I remember my dad at some point, my siblings, we didn't want to speak uh, Spanish. They were they were learning English. So I was like, great, we can, you know, let's speak English. And my dad was like, no. He's like, at home, you're going to speak Spanish. And at school, you're going to speak English. And that's the rule. Because you're going to thank me later in life when you're we're bilingual. And as a kid, you're like, Spanish sucks. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I do not want to speak Spanish and I do not want to go to Mexico. And my dad would be like, really? Like, you know, your aunt, the one that loves you, you're not going to be able to talk to her because she doesn't speak English. So what are you, what's going to happen? Aren't you going to be embarrassed? And that I remember it was such an emotional like connection I have with my uh-huh. aunt that I was like, oh, my God, my dad is so right. Like, I got to get it together. I, I got to get it together. And slowly but surely, like, I feel like you as a kid, like you realize, um, you know, maybe you're in that kids are, th- are in that age where they rebel and you're just like now, nah, you know? Yeah. Being Mexican sucks. Like being Latino <laughs> sucks. But like, did you feel that your language wasn't accepted or being Mexican wasn't accepted? Because you grew up in Southern California. I mean, right. No, I think so. I think more than anything for me, because I grew up with a lot of kids that look like, like, you know, that were Hispanic. Um, that were Latino, um, and, you know, but both languages were spoken. Uh, I think for me, more than anything, was always this idea that I, I never really fit these, you know, even in school, I was always a huge nerd. So I was, you know, always, like, even in the advanced placement courses and all these extracurricular programs and trying to fit into all these other spaces, mini sororities, per se, yeah. in school. And then embracing that Latinaness in me. Right. I mean, I think for like, I don't know, Halloween one year, I was infatuated with the Virgin Mary in ca- like Catholic school. <laughs> and I dressed up as a Virgin Mary for Halloween. Like, if who that's does not that? all, I mean, good, I don't know exactly. What <laughs> like, what hell do you want? I was infatuated with her. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so that cool. Is, that like, was your idol? That's yeah. Cool. I was like, I want to be her with her amazing dress and gown. like, <laughs> And I would dress up. So it's like, you know, I think the cool... The culture was so engraved, but you know, there's also so many layers of yourself yeah. that maybe you're like, oh, that's again, that's not the- Latina, exactly. and that's what I think is really interesting because what you're saying is like, oh, I was this nerdy girl, and I felt like almost as if I couldn't be both, right? Yeah. I couldn't be this nerdy girl and speaking Spanish. It would have been too much of a conflict, exactly. And why exactly. is that a conflict? Like, why, why, why are we still in this space where? Being nerdy, being in even musical theater. I mean, we have Lin Manuel, but I've heard him do interviews, and he didn't have someone out there. We have Rita Moreno who was doing it, but she was doing it for everyone. She was the one that all of us were looking up to. But all of these different careers and all of these different personality traits that were like, well, that's not really Latina. If you're an introvert, you're not really Latina. If if you know if if you like to read and spend time by yourself, if you don't know how to dance salsa, sorry, you're not Latina. Like, why are we doing this to our community? We cannot find this common ground. And part of the one of the things that really brought up this conversation, guys, um, was the Fifth Harmony singer. Lauren Hauregui. Yes. Thank you, Yarel, for saying that name because I'm like, I'm like, I'm here to to help you out. Thank you. Thank you. A radio station in Spain questioned Lauren's Latinidad. Um, Okay, first of all, Spain, really? I know. Okay, Spain, you got to relax, okay? Because you cannot question Anything that has to do with this idea of Latinoness is no Spain. Sit down. Yeah, and they haven't lived through this 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 um, identity, kind right? Of, you know, like this duality. And so, 
basically in the in the article they they talked about Lauren and they also talked about Bella Thorne as examples of stars who have oh, well they said many point their fingers at Bella and Lauren as examples of stars who have jumped on the bandwagon of what is trending which is the Latin market. There are people who find that having a Latino relative doesn't make you part of the community, that you are a part of the community when you were born in that country. You have defended what? your rights there and you may have even moved to the United States. Those who support this thought believe that if you weren't born in the country, you can't consider yourself Latina. First, I think it's really funny how the writing is like, well, those who support that thought. But it's like you're 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 pushing this agenda by even writing about it. Exactly. Um so yeah, let's let's unpack that a little bit because I think that this is a lot of the insecurities that we feel in this country. Because it would be false, for example, for you, you weren't born in Mexico, to deny your Mexican identity. I wasn't born in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. So A, first of all, what does that mean about all Puerto Ricans, even the ones who live on the island? Yeah. But I wasn't born there, but there have been so many traditions and cultural elements. I mean, like I said, I've been in Latino media for six years. Like the idea that we both work to uplift and celebrate and highlight the stories of this community. And it can be the same community that says, no, no. you're not enough. Yeah. No, you don't look the part. No, you don't speak the language. It's like, OK, uh, yeah. Well, where no. am I supposed to go work then? What, right. what am I supposed to go do? Because in general market, I'm going to be. Right here, it's going to be, like, tattooed on my forehead, like, Latina. I mean, you know listen, I, mean? I would love General Market. That's not a problem. But the, the fact is, is that if you go to General Market, you want to, you will be then all of a sudden celebrated by your community, right? Because yeah. Gina Rodriguez, who also, I'm going to throw the clip in of her saying the dopest thing about being, uh, about being told she's not Latina enough. To put us in a box is unfair, some people have been come, some people have come over from a different country so spanish is their first language some people are born here in this country english is their first language my parents specifically were terrified of us having accents because they were made fun of their whole life for accents so they wanted to assimilate us into a culture that wouldn't right away put up their guard against us because of our accent so they chose to only speak english in the house they chose to teach us english as our first language i'm going to be reprimanded by a culture that i'm supposed to support and is supposed to support me because of the way I was raised, that is too limiting. That is unfair to any child, to any human being. I can totally relate to her experience. She is general market now, thank God. She's starring in Blockbuster. She's about to star in a, a film opposite um, Natalie Portman. She did one against Mark Wahlberg. I don't see people being like, she's not, she's not one of us. Jennifer Lopez, I don't see people being like, she's not one of us, because they we want rep representation. Of course. And so, if we want to be out there and we want to be supporting the Latino community and we want to be elevating and, and highlighting, like, can we get people who are like, going to have our back yeah. and aren't going to be like, mm, no, no sorry, you so fall far. short. Right. And I don't even think it's, and you're right. It's not even general market that's coming after the, after us like this. It's our own people, man. Like it's, it's our own people putting sure. these uh subcategories under what it is and what it is not because think know? about it to your white friends you're latina there's oh, yeah, no there's doubt no about it, it. and i mean i've had white people try to be like but do you speak spanish and i'm like uh -huh. i'm sorry where's your family from yeah, yeah. okay how's your how's your how's, how's your, your dutch yeah. how's, how's your, how's your <laughs> yeah come on now like seriously right it's like okay and it's like five, the fifth generation it does like and they're so proud of it i mean i admire a lot of it's like 
after generation like this is who i am and i embrace it i love my food my culture everything we do maybe i don't speak the language as as well as my grandfather did when he came here well because hello we live in another country it's another world it's juggling all these other things and also it's creating this really unfair space to people who are half black and half Latino, yeah. you know, half white, whatever, whatever you're, you know, for mixed Muslim race. and Latino. Right. You know, like it's basically saying that you have to deny a part of who you are. Yeah. And I don't anticipate that I ever want to do such a thing. You know, like I, one day I'm going to have kids and I hope that they learn Spanish and I hope they can speak Spanish like in circles around me because I know the importance of it. And I'm, I've, Talked about it a thousand times with my parents. Like, damn, why didn't you teach me? And I've got to just understand it was a different time. But there's, I don't like to be made to feel like I shouldn't have pride in a culture. Mm-hmm. And even, for example, when we were doing the benefit for Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and Mexico, um, I was like, is this weird that I'm sort of rallying for Puerto Rico right mm-hmm. now when I haven't been there in years um, I have some family there, but they're older. They're like in their 80s and stuff. So it's not even like I have like this, like my cousin's there, my sister's yeah. there. And it, there was this element of me where I felt like I was going to be judged for going hard. And I know that that came from a place where obviously I got over it because it just mattered to me more that we do something. But it came from a place of worrying about the other and what other people think. And I think that if Worrying about those people is going to stop us from fulfilling our mission. It's going to stop you from reporting the news in this ba- badass way and getting access of, and information to people. And if it's going to stop us from doing initiatives that are going to support people and, you know, get help to where it really needs, then I think, like, that's where you just have to tune it out. And I'm working and trying to tune out the questions of my Latina identity, first starting with myself and then... yeah shutting out yeah, everybody else i think it, it it has it helps a lot too when you really um are so you know when you really tap into yourself in that sense when you really find yourself and like can describe your own self as like whatever it is that you are and what you represent and what you like and then own that part of your latinas whatever it may be yeah you know i'm um I'm, no i'm not gonna dye my hair blonde yeah i'm sorry i don't look well like what you what you think a Mexican looks like and yeah you know what I'm not I'm not even from Mexico I'm I was born in LA but I proudly say I'm, I'm Mexican just because of the way I was brought up and because I'm really proud of it and if because can you believe it I think at some point I was in college and a professor was like oh yeah you know I was like I'm Mex- you know I'm Mexican and he's like no you're not your passport's American I'm like yeah but you know and I remember using the example of Puerto Ricans I'm like yeah but like Puerto Rico is a territory they have an American passport but they're Puerto Rican yeah but like and, and then he's like, but you weren't born in Mexico. And I'm like, so? He's like, yeah, but so you're you're American. You're, and literally, it was like, you're a gringa. And I'm like, uh, okay. So these ideas, I mean, as, as, as logical as it can be, you know, I was like, no, no, but you weren't born there. So you can, whatever it is that you, that you want to call yourself and whatever it is that you're proud of, how you were raised, where you've been in your life, what you've done, it's so important that you just own it. You know, right. and like, and and then if, if you want to make change, like if you want to make changes to the way other people around you react to these things, how you raise your children, that's all your, I mean, your that's, responsibility. that's, that's your responsibility. Your that's your domain. It's interesting because it's like, what does another person win 
or lose by telling someone else how to identify? Like, right. how does my identifying as a Latina hurt you? Yeah. Because I know for damn sure I'm not doing anything to ruin the image of Latinas. You yeah. know, I'm not I'm not out here um, supporting Trump. <laughs> Sorry if you do. <laughs> um, but I'm not out here causing damage to anyone by saying I'm Latina and yeah. I'm proud of that. I'm Puerto Rican and I'm proud of that. And I was born in the Bronx and I was raised in Jersey. And I... I don't know, love musicals. And clearly other Puerto Ricans from New York love musicals too. Hello, <laughs> hello. Miss Miranda. Hello. I, I love to tell this to young girls. Like, don't belittle like intelligence. Like, don't let it be that, oh, you sound so proper for being a Latina. Because it happens so many times Ooh, to that. me. It's just, uh, it gets annoying. It's like, okay, I can't speak English perfectly or properly or use proper grammar because then that's not slang enough that's not dope enough that's not cool enough like no let's not belittle intelligence right you know it should not make us feel less latina if anything at all on the contrary like embrace that shit Mm -hmm. embrace the fact that you're an intelligent woman who happens to be latina exactly exactly if you're a skater if you uh if you like mumford and sons if you love mumford and sons (laughs) raise your hand over here Um, just do you and be proud of who you are. And honestly, it's a journey. That's for damn sure. But if you're one of those people who can, who is honestly calling people out and trying to be like, you're not Latina, you're not da, 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 just stop because it's really to no one's benefit. And honestly, you're looking like a hater in a cornball. Do people say cornball still? Yeah. So don't be a hater in a cornball. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's what we're going to call the body. Don't be a hater in a cornball. Don't be a hater in a cornball. <laughs> so guys we want to hear from you this isn't even this easy this isn't even just about being latina enough i think that this is really about being in a space where you have felt as if who you are and how you identify is not accepted and we want to know those stories and we want to hear about your experiences so please drop us a line on twitter on our instagram at wait hold up pod we obviously want to know more about what your experiences have been like. What did we touch on that maybe you resonate with or that is like super far left? And also, please leave us a review on iTunes yes, and share please. and support the pod. Love you guys. Thank yes. you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Word. Bye. Bye.